0: Continuing our National League East Farm previews with the Philadelphia Phillies. Quite a few high-level pitching prospects and a ton of outfielders. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And the Philadelphia Phillies may have finished last season at 87 and 75, but the goal is get into the playoffs because anything can happen. And the Philadelphia Phillies rode ball go boom all the way to the World Series uh, and a, a fantastic matchup against the Houston Astros where they came up just short. But reinforcements are coming. And specifically, I'm looking at the baby aces. So the, some of the top prospects in this system, three, the top three guys are all arms. And they all could potentially be very, very good. Number one prospect in the system, number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, if you ask me. Right hand pitcher Andrew Painter. If you've listened to this show, you've heard me talk about this guy at length. Speaking of length, six seven, two fifteen. Big boy. But 2021 first rounder out of high school. And what he did last year was absolutely ridiculous. Twenty-two games started between uh A, high A, and double A. One five six ERA in 103 and two thirds innings. 155 strikeouts, so 13.5 per nine to 25 walks, 2.2 per nine with five home runs allowed. And Andrew Painter has made himself into the number one pitching prospect in baseball because of the quality of his stuff. It's just so good. So led off by a fastball, 70 grade fastball sits around 96 or so can touch 101, a ton of vertical break to it. And uh, fantastic spin, like high-level spin metrics, and very, very good command of it. I mean, can put it anywhere he wants to do it. To go along with that, another plus pitch is the slider. Sits in the low 80s, has about a foot of horizontal break, really high spin rates. Uh, to go along with that high 80s changeup, high 70s curveball, those, they're not on the same level as the fastball and the slider, but they're both at least average. I think the changeup is a little bit better. He started to throw it more last year, and he started to tilt it a little bit more as far as changing the axis, the spin axis. And so it kind of gave him a weapon where he could use it uh both sides of the plate, use it against lefties and righties. Now that and that changeup, as he started to tweak it, it became like probably his best put away pitch whiff rate. Over 55%, chase rate close to 40%. Uh, the curveball, a little bit farther behind. It can kind of blend in with the slider at times, but I think it could be a good fourth pitch. But what makes all of this stuff play really well and what makes Andrew Painter such a great prospect is he combines all of these things into a package of a six foot seven player. So a very unique approach angle to the plate. Uh, you know, very interesting slot that he's coming from. Very unusual for a lot of guys that have not seen that. And despite the super long levers, he the delivery is very repeatable. Everything is synced. Everything is smooth. And so his control is probably a 70 grade. Double A, 28 and a third innings. He walked two batters. For the season, he walked 25 guys in 103 innings. He faced, I mean... It's it's absurd. I I genuinely can't. He threw a complete game in high A. Like who? How many nineteen year olds do that? Threw a complete game in high A. It's just there's all these little things we can keep talking about. I fully expect Andrew Painter, like he has the ceiling of a number one pitcher. We almost never say that on this show. He has the ceiling of a number one. I fully expect uh, he'll start the year probably at Reading but i do think you will see him in mlb provided he's healthy you'll see him a little bit later in the year his era ticked up to over 2 in double a which small sample size 28 innings but obviously something where he's not quite a finished product but they feel really good about him and the in- intention is to get him some more uh, is to get him to the big leagues this year right behind him a guy that would probably be a number 1 pitching prospect in most other organizations, but Mick Abel, 2020 first rounder out of high school, uh, not as big as Andrew Painter, but still a large guy, 6'5", and 23 games between high A and double A last year, 390 ERA, 108 and a third innings, 130 strikeouts, so 10.8 per nine, 250 walks, 4.2 per nine, 11 home runs allowed. Stuff here also has very good stuff for pitches that are average or better. Uh, fastball is plus, sits 95 or so, touches 99. Also has a lot of vertical break. So that's kind of, it seems to be, that is something the Phillies look for, are vertically working pitches. Uh, gets a lot of swing and miss on it because of that. And he threw it a ton, right? Like he threw it 60% of the time. Like that was the main pitch. But to go along with it, he had a plus slider Uh, Mid-80s, but a lot of like hard and late downward life to it. So, got a lot of swing and miss, got a lot of chase on that. Guys are gearing up for this fastball that can come in at 99, and this mid-80s slider just drops under the bat. Uh, It is a plus pitch. He didn't always control it that well, as far as getting it to land for a strike. Sometimes he'd bounce it, sometimes it'd come in below the zone, and so... It ended up being a more of a chase pitch than just a put-away swing-and-miss pitch. I think it can get there, though, with a little more tweaking. Uh, the change-up, he, he tried to use the change-up more last year. Sat, sat high 80s, sometimes touched 90, which was good enough. You like to see it a little bit slower, but good enough. And you know, probably above average, some late fade to that. And then he has a curveball in the low 80s It's kind of average. The issue with uh, Mick Abel is he's got similar size, again, to Andrew Painter, 6'5 versus 6'7, but he does struggle with the levers, and he does struggle keeping everything in sync. And so because of that, that's where the command issues come up. You saw 50 walks and 108 and a third innings, so five four uh, 4.2 per nine. A lot of that comes from the inability to repeat the delivery and keep everything synced up. A little bit more work there. I see him as... Also going back to double-A and probably double-A AA to triple-A and debuting, if everything goes right, debuting early in 2024, probably competing for a job out of spring training and can be up then. Number three prospect in the system, another pitcher, Griff McGarry, 6'2", 190. He was a 2021 fifth rounder out of college. So different from Painter and Abel in that he went to college. But to some people... He has the best stuff of all three of these guys, right? So the 70-grade fastball, like there was a four-seamer, really good spin to it, sits 95 or so, can touch 99. A little bit of a lower slot, so it's a different visual picture from Painter and Abel because he's only 6'2", and the slot's lower than those two guys are. Added a cutter last year. Cutter's a plus pitch, sits in the mid-80s, can run it up to 89 or 90, but very, very good spin to it. Swing and miss is like fifty percent on it. Chase rates like thirty five percent on it. Uh, slider plus pitch as well. Lots of swing and miss. Sits in the mid eighties. It has two plane break, so uh, it's it it's not just all horizontal. Adds a little bit of an extra dimension there to it. And then he has a low eighties curveball and a high eighties changeup. And so these five pitches uh, together give him one of the better arsenals in this system, but. There's some issues as you'll see when you look at his stats. 27 games, 19 starts. He spent some time in the bullpen in Triple A Lehigh Valley because of a blister issue. They are working on him as a starter, but they had him in tri- in the bullpen in Triple A because of some because of a blister on his hand. 3.71 ERA in 87 and a third innings, 130 strikeouts, 13.4 per nine. The stuff is good. That's right there. With Andrew Painter's 13.5. But the walks, 53 walks in that 87 and third inning. So 5.5 per nine. Uh, nine home runs allowed. So it's something where the stuff is good enough to see him as a number two, right? But you've got to throw more strikes. You've got to work on the delivery, gathering and going directly to the plate versus the extralateral movement and getting the timing of everything right. If he can't seem to work out the mechanical issues that are hurting the control, I could absolutely see him being a fantastic lights-out closer. Philly wants him to continue working as a starting pitcher, and so I expect him to go back to probably Triple A Lehigh Valley this year. And if he can get some of that worked out, I think he's the second guy you would see come up before you see McAble up, simply because he is closer, he has had more time, and the stuff is very, very good. It's just, you got to work on that control. The number four prospect in the system, for me, and it's a little bit of a zig where everybody else zags, but I've got infielder Ha-Yu Lee. He was a 2021 IFA out of Taiwan, signed in June, and immediately went to the Complex League. Last year, 68 games in low A, 283, 384, 415, seven home runs, 19 extra base hits, 36 walks to 57 strikeouts, and 10 to 17 on stolen bases. So what he does well, he is a very, very good hitter. I'd be confident in saying he's probably going to have the highest batting average of anybody in this organization in the bigs. I mean, he is a fantastic hitter for average. Now... Plus, it's a very simple swing. It's quick. He can get the ball to all fields. Uh, it's a more of a line drive swing. Now, size isn't great. 5'10", 190. There's a little bit of room for some physical development in there. But I don't think the power is going to ever come in better than fringe. So, I mean, when you look at his stats from last year, average exit below around 86 miles an hour. Max was 106 or 107. And so... I don't think you're ever going to project him as even having average power, if not plus. But he does really well with breaking pitches. He does really well with off speed. He can catch up to velocity, despite the bat speed not being where you want it to put balls over the plate. So uh, average speed, defensively, I think he can play just about anywhere on the diamond. The arm is is probably the limiting factor that's going to keep him probably somewhere like second base. But I do think that mechanically and baseball-wise, he could cover third, he could cover short. He played all of that stuff in the minors. I just think second base is his future home. Uh, again, I just I love the plus hit tool. I love the instincts at the plate. I love the baseball knowledge that he has. I think he can be uh, a contributor. He'll probably go back to high A. He only got nine games there last year. Probably go back to high A to start next year. But I would expect him in A by midsummer, and maybe even a brief cameo in AAA before the season ends. In just a minute, I want to get to not the state of the pitching because we know it's good. The state of the outfield. There's a lot of options for outfield in this system. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Uh, Pro football, we've got another week of playoffs coming this weekend. Basketball, both college and pro, full swing. Conference play right now in college. They got everything at BetOnline.net. And if you're looking at the baseball futures, talking about this division, these three teams: the Mets are the favorite in this division, plus 750 to win the World Series. The Braves are plus 1100. The Phillies are plus 1200. So it's kind of clustered in there at the top when you look at the odds to win the division. Obviously, Mets plus 125, Braves plus 140, Phillies plus 300. It's going to be a dogfight. Uh, go out there and and you can place your bets on who you think is going to win the National League East. Head to the website today or use your mobile device because Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, so we normally do state of pitching in this second segment of every farm preview, but just like we did for the Braves, this one's going to be a little bit different because we know that there's quite a few high-level pitching prospects in this system. You've got an Andrew Painter. You've got a Mick Abel. You've got a Griff McGarry. And then outside of that, you've got other guys like an Eric Miller. I mean, you've got plenty of options here. And so what I want to talk about is outfield. This team added some outfielders somewhat recently, as well as had some better years out of some guys who were already in the system. And so you're going to have plenty of options because you'll remember uh, Bryce Harper had... Procedure on his elbow. Um, But in the meantime, you were playing Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos in the outfield. Uh, And long-term, it doesn't feel like like either of those guys are long-term fits to stay in the outfield. You want Castellanos to DH. Uh, I think Schwarber can play some first base. He's done that in the past. And you do have a first baseman on the final year of his deal going this year. So uh, some of the guys you've added to this system... Justin Crawford, 2022 first rounder out of high school. Only got about 16 games in last year. That's Carl Crawford's son, the the former All-Star. But in the 16 games divided between rookie ball and low A, 241, 333, 276. No home runs, but a triple. Seven walks to 15 strikeouts. 10 of 14 on stolen bases. Trying to take some stuff away from here. 6'3", 175. He showed... The speed, the speed is real. It's 70 speed. He is incredibly fast. And I think because of that, he can cover so much ground. He's going to be a plus defender despite the arm only being average. I do think he can get a little more behind the arm. He does have physical development that he needs to do. But the speed's really going to come into play when he bats. Uh, Doesn't get a ton of power right now, but he has has an approach. It's oriented towards making good quality contact. And the ability to put the ball in the gap from foul pole to foul pole means that he can use that speed and turn a single into a double, turn a double into a triple, score from second on a base hit, things like that. Uh, And the main issues preventing the power from being better than it is now, I think there's two things. One, it's just physical development and building muscle. That's part of it. Happens to a lot of um, youngsters. But the second thing is he doesn't always get his arms fully extended and use the leverage that you can use at the end of your levers to get the ball in the air. He's not making quality contact because he's not getting the barrel on the ball. He's not getting that bat at the end of a swing and using all of the momentum behind it. I think he can get to average or you know close to average power eventually, but he's definitely going to be a... Top of the order plus defender who gets on base and wreaks havoc versus hitting nukes. Uh, do like it though. You're probably gonna see him start off in low A in clear water to start 2023. Another guy they added in the same draft, I think I got this right, Gabriel Rincones, 2022 third rounder out of Florida Atlantic, big boy, 6'4, 225, right? And was uh had tons of power in college. He was one of the guys that had like 90th percentile exit velo, one of the highest average exit velos, and the 90th percentile uh, velo being one of the highest numbers. You know what I'm trying to say here. So the the power is plus to double plus. Offensively, I have some questions about the quality of the hit tool. I felt like when I go back and watched his film from Florida Atlantic, I felt like he sold out a little bit too much for power. And he struggled with breaking stuff, struggled with spin. And so I have a question about how well he's going to end up hitting in the majors. I also have questions about the defense, too. Uh, He played right foot at Florida Atlantic, uh, but it feels like the arm is below average and the speed is like a 35 grade. He's not very fast at all, and the arm isn't great. And so I think he's going to end up having to move into first base. Uh, I haven't gotten that confirmed yet. I'm not sure if that's the case, but it feels like that's what's going to happen. So very much is a, he's going to have to hit and he's going to have to hit tanks to be valuable because he's a below average defender at his given position and he'll be moving into a position first base where defense is less of a premium. So I want to see the swing decisions get better and I want to see the pitch recognition against spin get better. Uh, Another guy who's been in the system for a while and has shown some promise recently. 2016 IFA Simon Musadi got 46 games last year between uh, A AA and AAA, not counting what he did in the bigs. He got a brief cameo in the bigs. But 249, 330, 414, five home runs, 14 extra base hits, 22 walks to 38 strikeouts, and was 8 of 11 on stolen bases. Had some uh, some... He's missed a lot of time, right? So he, he had some visa issues in 2021, missed a good portion of the season. And then in 2022, debuted, had a hamstring injury. When he came back, he was down in the minors, double A AA and triple A, and then had a, like a patella, like a patella tendon tear in his knee. So wasn't completely healthy. But when he was healthy, gave you plus defense in the outfield. Uh, the speed's above average, and the arm is average, but he's got good instincts. And so he's able to have the good reads, routes, reactions to get two balls uh, to to make the plays you need him to make. And it can't, comes out to a plus defender. Uh, offensively, he's got pretty good gap power, and he can pull it to get it out. So the average exit velocity was like 89, which isn't great. Uh, and part of that is the swing is a very line drive swing, and he's hitting it foul pull to foul pull. He's using everything. Again, uh, the, the the home runs mostly came from pulling the ball, so don't necessarily know how re- how reliable it is to count on that. And I think part of it would be he has to refine his approach a bit. He needs to not chase as much off the plate, Needs to elevate the ball. It's very much a flat swing, which is great for line drives. But if you want to get more power, you, got, you, got, you have to elevate it. And then I think one of the issues he has is he's a little too passive early in the at-bat. And he gets in a hole. And that's why you see him have to chase later in the at-bat. is because he's down 1-2 or 0-2. And he has to go for the slider that's borderline because it could be strike three. So I think a little bit better pitch recognition combined with being a little more aggressive earlier in that bat will help him from having to chase too much to to not strike out. Uh, I think if he does some of that stuff, you could see him being one of those guys like your second leadoff man who bats ninth, gives you plus defense, is a good base runner because again, above average speed and uh, can contribute and help set up the top of your lineup. In just a minute, I want to get to the superlatives. Always the best part of every farm system, right here on Locked On MLB Prospects. And we're back. So, looking at some of the su- the superlatives in this system, uh, the your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. The guy that this is the like the, is the epitome of this. Baron Radcliffe, the outfielder out of Georgia Tech, twenty twenty fifth rounder. 6'4", 240, he has the size. He has the raw power. I mean, I would I would say he's probably the best power hitter in this system. I've seen 70-grade power, things like that. Uh, last year, 104 games in high A, 237, 354, 39, 17 home runs, 34 extra base hits, 60 walks to 163 strikeouts in 104 games, and 6'8 on stolen bases. His... His season was really weird, okay? He is he was one of the most the most heavily skewed three-true outcomes guys that I have ever seen. So, the month of May, he put the ball in play 19 times. The entire month of May. Only 6 times did he have a hit that was not a home run. So, the the seven fielders on the field Got 13 total outs on him in an entire month. Uh, For the year, 58.7% of his at-bats were one of the three true outcomes. A walk, a strikeout, a home run. It's so significantly skewed. Like Ryan Howard was kind of the poster child for three true outcomes. And Ryan Howard was like 45% on that. He's... 58.7. 58.7. Now, when he makes contact, it's great contact. Average exit veto of 96. 90th percentile of 116. It's just 60 walks to 163 strikeouts. It's very, very extreme. He's going to have to make more contact and put the ball in play more to be a viable big leaguer. Uh, and it's something where the he's probably going to be in the out. He's going to be in, in a corner. His... His arm is average. The straight line speed is fine, but the 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 routes aren't necessarily ideal. So he's going to be, like when he's playing the outfield, you're looking at somebody who's going to be a left fielder unless you decide to bring him into the infield. Uh, just a very, very unique player and something I really haven't seen a lot of in baseball. I also thought about Carlos De La Cruz for this, the outfielder, 6'8", 220. Uh, similar situation, but... Radcliffe was so dramatic, I just had to highlight it in this. The breakout player in this system, I'm going a little outside of my comfort zone on this, but shortstop William Bergola, 2021 IFA, and all we have for him is Dominican Summer League stats. So 24 games in the DSL last year, 380, 470, 423, three extra base hits, no home runs. 11 walks to three strikeouts and two of five on stolen bases again I don't normally do international players who are haven't made it stateside yet for my breakout player but I got to watch some film of him in that short sample and one defensively should stick it should be a no doubt shortstop smooth defender the arm is above average the speed is good and just instinctual I would see him moving before the ball was hit because he knew where it was going, because he just has really good feel for baseball. So I love that. Uh, the swing, contact-oriented swing, very fluid, very smooth, and line drives to all fields. Really high contact rate. It feels like he can make contact with anything. And we've talked about before, sometimes that can be a bad thing, but feels like he can make contact with anything. And, and right now, it profiles as like doubles power, line drive kind of stuff. Physical development still to do. He's listed at 5'10", 155. Looked a little bigger than that to me. Looked like he'd grown a couple of inches. But I think as he gets stateside, gets in the uh, physical development program, he's going to add strength. And I think that's going to help him uh, w- with the power, help the power come in. So like what I saw in that small sample from William Bergola. And by the time he's ready, that's when you'd be looking at decisions to be made as far as Bryson Stott at second contractually, and does Trey Turner move off of short to second base or something like that. Guy who needs to stay healthy, we've already mentioned it, Simon Muzzotti. Uh, A little bit of it was the visa issue in 21, but then multiple injuries last year. He's so close to the bigs, got up for a few games, just has to stay healthy. Best defensive outfielder in this system is another one of the top prospects. Interesting guy, Johan Rojas, 2017 IFA. Got 130 games in between high A and double A. 244, 309, 354. Seven home runs, 34 extra base hits, including seven triples. 42 walks to 99 strikeouts and was 62 of 67 on stolen bases. For his career, he has stolen 129 bases and 157 tries. The speed is legitimately real. And because of that... He is, he covers a ton of ground in the outfield. I'm not quite ready to say he's a 70 grade center fielder, but he's a 65 grade arm is above average. If the arm was plus, I'd probably have him as a 70 grade center fielder. Now the questions you have are wait, and and the great thing there is that gives him a high floor, right? So he's going to be able to, he'll have longer to figure it out because the floor of the defense is so high offensively. Here's where you have some of the questions. Um, Average exit below 87, 90th percentile of 103. The power is below average. I think it could maybe get better, but he's not really going to ever be a home run guy. He's going to be a gap power guy. He's going to be get the ball in play, take extra bases, and then be a threat to steal every single at bat, which will help. When you have the restrictions on pickoffs and things like that. So I think that's fantastic. And we saw him get a little better about cutting down the ground ball rate. We saw it in 21. We saw it in 22. We saw him get better against off-speed stuff. Uh, Still tries to pull the ball when he's trying to hit for power. But he kind of understands more so. This is It felt like he understood my game is not a home run game. My game is get the ball in the gap. And let the legs eat. Uh, The bat speed's good. The contact ability is good. He just has to work on the swing decisions. And then, and specifically with that, it is figuring out what can I do damage with and what do I need to let go by and try again. Love what he does. Tomorrow, we are looking at the Miami Marlins. Uh, they have two top 100 prospects and they are both pitchers. Surprise there. But the system isn't as deep in pitching as it used to be with some recent trades. Uh, re- reminder, if you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at On Farm, Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at, at gmail.com. Also, if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the new Locked on MLB Prospects Discord. Link is in the episode description. Link is in the show notes. Just a bunch of baseball fans getting together, talking about free agency and their teams and possible trades and trading cards and all of that. Until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.